Consensus 1234 invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Chris Isaac. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Get This with myself, Tony Martin, and Ed Cavalier over there. Morning, morning, morning. He's on microphone too, and I am actually here, Ed. Here's what happened. It's the 6th of the 606. It is? Bad things tend to happen. What happened? I'm in my shower this morning <laughs> thinking something bad's going to happen. Ten minutes later, sitting in the smoking wreckage of my own vehicle. What do you mean? I've been involved in a huge car smash. The 1991 laser is dead. But get this. What happened? I'm listening to Chris Isaacs speak of the devil. When it happened? I've just gone, it's 666. That's the song I wanted to play on the show today. It's been a big row of programming about whether the, yeah, well, the song's too creepy. We do have Nickelback to play. That's right, fair enough. And, uh, and I'm just driving through an intersection, through a roundabout, and I just see a car. And it's amazing how many things you can think before the impact occurs. Mm. I'm going... That's a very young blonde woman. That's not a good sign. <laughs> and even before it's hit me, I'm going, oh, this is going to be heaps of paperwork. And then just this huge bang. And, yeah, there's just... What's those gone? Is the laser dead? The whole front part. Oh, did you throw the bottle out of the car? Please, around for Chris Isaac. Come around. <laughs> and another round for Kenny Dale Johnson. He's here as well. All right. They're partly to blame, I feel, because I was listening to your record. Your best of album, Chris. The question stands, you throw the bottle out of the car? Before you... <laughs> I got out of the car, and this woman's crying, and I'm going, oh, are you all right? She's gone, it's my parents' car. You know, I heard somebody got in a wreck. This is a good one to remember. I heard in the States, this guy got in a wreck. He got out of the car. Everybody saw him. He walked over to a liquor store, walked in, bought a, like a thing of gin, sat down, and drank it down. And they said, what are you, what are you doing? He goes, I'm distraught. From the wreck, they came and they tested him, and they said, "Well, you're drunk." And he says, "I have witnesses. I just bought it after the wreck." <laughs> Why didn't I think of doing no. something like that? No but, but Tony went and poured it on the other car, <laughs> on the blonde. <laughs> she's she's south. <laughs> she's her. I had to then. Not for me. It was only about five minutes from my house. It took me thirty-five minutes to drive the remains of the vehicle back to my house. Oh no! And then Poor I'm thing. I'm getting out and I'm going. Oh well, it's obscured that really bad praying that was already there. So <laughs> so what are you going to do? I I don't know. New I car? To, I had to talk my wife into letting me use her car. Actual dialogue from the wreck. Forget about your legs. Look at my car. <laughs> <laughs> legs. I can't actually feel my legs. Is that normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. And I think my brain may have shifted to the left. So <laughs> if if something odd happens on today's, but I was determined to get in here for Chris Isaac and for Kenny uh, because it was 11 years ago and I don't know if you'd remember this Chris but you came on a program I was involved in uh, with a gentleman called Mick Malloy Where's called, he now? He's, he's doing a later shift He's got a better deal <laughs> <laughs> He's got better lawyers gone, huh? And you came in and you we just released a comedy album called The Brown Album and you and Kenny here decided just off the top <laughs> of your head. The, title. Yeah, that's good. the Brown Album. It's still moving units and service station. <laughs> and you guys decided just spontaneously to record a, a theme song for our album called Rockin' the Brown. <laughs> and I don't have a copy of it here, and I'm very disappointed to see that it's not on the new Best of Chris Isaac. What's going on there? Is oversight. it a hidden? A mere oversight, my friend. <laughs> but thanks, for, uh, thanks for coming back. Um, you've been, have you seen yourself in the paper this morning, Chris? I just didn't, I want to just start by saying, I didn't know there was a camera in the men's room. <laughs> and I just think all of us, we all need to have a, what, what is in the paper? You're in the paper because you know Brad, uh, sorry, not Brad Pitt. That's another story altogether. Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn 
This, I, you know, I I was on Friends with Jennifer Aniston and I Vince Vaughn has come to the show and said hi and just you know an acquaintance and nice guy and I went down to the gym and saw him there. But people they try to make it into something. It's quarter of a page in today's newspaper. What is it? As they go, you go down to the Big gym. News. They're out on a promo tour. They're they're both pr- promoting a record that proves nothing. They happen to work out at the gym. It's like you know. Okay, now the truth. Went down there. They had their clothes half off. I walk in the gym. I turn the lights on. I, she screams, and he tried to cover up as a gentleman would. No, this is this is all the stuff I've just made. Were they on the part. exercise balls? Yeah, they were on the exercise yeah, okay. balls, yeah. Well, the, I'm making this part. No, they were just down there working out. The big bombshell is, but Isaac's chance encounter left him none the wiser as to the star's romantic status. Come on, Chris. I'm always none the wiser. Come on. You know what I did? But you know what I did? I'm pretty sure that she's a Cubs fan because I found I found her cap and returned it to her. So I say, you know, I was a good Samaritan. You didn't put it on eBay? No, I should have. Huh? <laughs> you weren't thinking. I brought her cap in. But basically the news story seems to be famous person bumps into slightly more famous That's people, you <laughs> learns nothing. Whenever, whenever I go out, whenever I go out in the States or whenever I go out any place and I want to get a restaurant seat and people always go like, oh, you want to go there? That's hard to get into. I go, just call them up and tell them Chris Isaac's coming. And they look at you like, oh. That probably won't get you in. I said, just tell them Chris Isaac and Tom Cruise. <laughs> and I've done it, and I show up, and I walk in, and I and they go, oh, Chris Isaac. They vaguely recognize me, and they go, they keep looking over my shoulder. Where's Tom? And I go, oh, he's not here yet? Well, I'll just sit down. <laughs> we don't have any Tom Cruise to play on the show, sadly, but we do want to play a bit of this uh, fight. I'm some amazed. Hey, before we do go into that, can I just yeah. get something off my chest? We did a a TV show yesterday, and we got boned. What, what was the show? Not Carrie Ann. Uh, what's the Give enough, enough rope? Enough rope. Enough rope with Andrew yeah, Denton. Oh, they boned us. What happened? They bumped you. Well, we did no. We did the whole show, and we're coming. We're playing here in was it November? November. Yes. So you know you come out, you do the at whole the show, so you, you you get people to come out and see your show later <laughs> on when you're in town. Sure. So at the end of we do all this, you know, he asks, you know, when you were 13, you had piles. Whatever it is. <laughs> did he ask you're, about you're, your dad? Your dad. Your dad. He he beat you, didn't he? It's uh, always like, he wants to know about your dad, and then the camera starts well, he did to a great zoom interview. in. Actually, he he knows his stuff. He did a great interview. We did the whole we sing. We do the whole interview. We get the towards the end, and I said, and we should let people know we're going to be back with our whole band in November, and mm. you know come. And I look at the thing. I'm sitting in the tub, and I turn on the TV, and there there's the end of the interview, and it goes and it goes good night, boom. Oh. They just end and just cut off. They just edited that part out. So there was no mention of your tour. There's no mention of nothing. And I just, you know, I can't think that that was really Andrew. <laughs> he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. Andrew's not. I know Andrew. I've met him before. He's not that kind of a man. I think there's somebody in his office who's got maybe got a hold of him. Did you look at his eyes real close when you were on there? They're spinning. Andrew's eyes were spinning. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it was a pleading. There was a kind of a pleading in his eyes saying, like, help me, get me out of here. And I, th- if you look at the tape, go back and see his hand. His hand is making hand gestures. Yeah. Just like, pri- like a prisoner of war, mm-hmm. making those SOS things. And he was saying, save me, right. save me, get me out of here. It's because the show went out on 566. That's what it is. It is. Satan- There's something satanic here tying this together. Your car wreck, Andrew not mentioning our gigs <laughs> last night. There's something more going on Your here. song, Speak of the Devil. 
playing in the smoking hulk of my vehicle. <laughs> on the 8-track in your 91 laser. And then I've gone, I've had to talk my wife into borrowing her car. Oh, yeah. And that was quite an effort in itself. And of course you got? She's got, oh, it's just... Holden? I don't know what, I know nothing about cars, Chris. It's just a car to me is a stereo on wheels. That's how Poor I Chevy see it. with a 6. <laughs> it's, it's got the number plate 666. I don't think you know, that's Mike, a good I sign. got a car, I got a 64 Chevy Nova, and I've had this car forever, and... They said they called me up. And they said they want to put it in California in this rock and roll museum of like rock star cars. And I right. said, "Wow!" I said, "Really?" And they said, "Yeah, Elton John's got his car in here, and uh, you know all these other rock." I said, "Well, I'd be honored to have it in there. Great." And I said, "Well, how long do you keep it?" And they said, "Oh, well, several months, you know, at least." And I said, "Well, what am I going to drive?" And there's this long there's this long pause, and they go. Well, don't you have another car? <laughs> said, no. They go, well, Sir Elton John has several cars. You know? <laughs> we can loan you one of Billy Joel's. <laughs> I'm sure you would have done a song about that car at some point, Chris. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's actually been pictured on a lot of record covers and stuff, but that's oh, just because right. I'm lazy. If you look at my record covers, it's me in front of my house. It is. Me standing next to my car, <laughs> me at the beach. And, and people go like, oh, so how did you think that up? I go, because it was like 30 feet to walk out <laughs> and take a picture. Well, he here are just standing in front of Golden Gate yeah. Bridge. It wasn't for, you know, oh, this, this is a story on this one, too. I, oh, this was, in, you have to, in San Francisco, if you go to San Francisco and you want to take a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge, fine, you can take a picture. But if you are doing it, like, you know, for business, oh, yes. then you have to get a permit. Okay. Why is that? Because of I don't know. Because somebody owns the rights. To somebody the... they it's it's a it's a park, and you have to get permission to shoot a picture in the park. But we knew this. These people taking this cover picture that was professionals. So they go down, they get a permit. I'm sure it costs them hundreds of bucks. Then they bring you know the cameraman and wardrobe people and this stuff, and they bring them out to the park, and they have a permit to shoot this thing at dusk. So we go out there. We waited all day. This is shot mm. at dusk. Take this picture. We're going to do right at, at dusk. We get out, ready to do the picture, and the park ranger pulls up and he goes, "You can't take a picture in front of this bridge." And we, say, what, what's going on? He goes, "Well, your permit says till sundown." <laughs> Come on, sundown. Sundown was technically six minutes ago. <laughs> and I said, "Keep shooting the picture." I said, "Just keep shooting the picture." And the, the photographer said, "Well, he says not to." I go, "Just keep shooting it." And we got like this picture and like two others, and we only had like three shots. And the guy walked over and stood in front of the camera and goes, stop shooting. And I go, take us to court, you punk. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a great shot on the front, and then on the back there's, uh, there's Chris being bent over the front of a patrol car and being put into cuffs. That's me, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And I think there's only one song we can play now. That'd be Chris Isaac. Baby did a bad, bad thing here at Get This on Triple M. Chris and his longtime sidekick, Kenny. Kenny you said, to be say companion. Choose <laughs> your words, Tony. <laughs> I notice, uh, Kenny, you don't get to appear in any of the glamorous uh, Chris Isaac videos romping with women at the beach. What's going on there? We're, we're trying to sell records. <laughs> you know, there's a it's a it's a point to this. I think <laughs> because you've got to, uh, actually he's in a video where he's he? in bed with a girl and I'm sitting I'm I'm in there. Remember that video? Nobody remembers it, but you were dead. That's right. Go, go walking down there. Go walking down there. He's laying in, in bed with a girl, and he's dead, and the girl's dead. I go, no wonder they didn't play the video. That's not on high rotation. It was a bummer. It was a, a bummer. dark, was kind of a dark <laughs> video. But you've got, because this uh, Best of Chris Isaac is a CD, but it's also got a DVD of all your clips, and it's just a parade of you romping with hot babes, basically. It was a vision. 
It's a brilliant <laughs> scam you're I'm running. I'm a visionary. I'm a poet. <laughs> Just trying to bring the music to life, you know what I mean? <laughs> Not getting any action. Well, time to put out another single. Chris, on this instrumental, what do you think about this one? Uh, what's your vision? Um, I mean, that... Girl, kind of a big, chesty kind of a thing, and we're wrestling kind of on a beach maybe? <laughs> Something like that? I don't know. Times 18, that's what you've got here. <laughs> Because the one for the song we just heard there, Baby Did a Bad Bad Thing, I mean, that is surely one of the five greatest video clips of all time. A lot of fun. Who is that woman? Letitia Custer, is that who yeah, she is? Yeah, she's on French Money, isn't she? She's on the French Money. <laughs> no, I'm serious. She should be. I'm serious. Right. I think she... She's is that like, where you tip the Frank note like up and the, her clothes no, fall like off? Her, her picture is like... I think her picture is on some French Money. I don't know why, but well, it well, is. they run out of politicians? Yeah, I get... They went... Enough with the old politicians. How about this girl? <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Let's get the supermodels onto the currency. But uh, that that's a fantastic clip. And, of course, that was in possibly the best thing about that Stanley Kubrick movie, too. Oh, <laughs> I went, we went to see that movie, you know, because I had music and I had to go to, like, three different openings. Oh, my God. And we went to three different openings and I watched the movie three times and it was like, I, I, I liked it because I like Kubrick mm. stuff, mm. but I don't get it. No, go, um, no. Some strange stuff. They could have done. And when with... my song came on, I always jump up and yell. <laughs> I wrote that. You <laughs> should have had your song on during the orgy. So it was just somebody hitting the same note on a piano for about I twenty-five met, minutes. I met, okay, I met the. There was a young woman who did the soundtrack, and they said at some point, and she's very serious, dressed up. And they said, "Chris, this is the woman who wrote the soundtrack." And I, and I met her, and I had to bite my tongue. I was going, "Hey, that was pretty easy work, wasn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Bing. Remove your clothes. <laughs> Bong. I'm going, what are you, you're listening to the doorbell and you said, that counts, that's good enough. No, that was baffling. I preferred the trailer. You didn't You didn't go out whistling the, the soundtrack, did oh, you? I love the Stanley Kubrick, but I think he just, something had gone wrong at the end there. It was pretty dark. He was just locked in his house for too long. The pretty pretty dark film. Mm, mm, it was. Well, it was the end of, it was the end of Tom and... Uh, mm. That's right. Not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> but you've been involved. I mean, for somebody who's... I mean, you haven't done a massive amount of acting, but, you know... I've done a lot of things, but the acting has been very little. <laughs> but how many great... The directors you've worked with, you've worked with David Lynch a few times, yeah. you've worked with Bertolucci. I've worked with a lot of great directors. John Waters. John Waters. It was a lot of fun. It, John Waters, we went to work with Johnny Knoxville and Tracy Ullman every day in a car for, like, an hour. <laughs> right. In... Knoxville was totally insane. I'd get up at like four o'clock in the morning to go shoot, and I'd see Johnny in the lobby. I think, boy, he's really diligent. You know, like he's up, he's here's ready to go. And I'd look at him again, and I'd go, "You're just getting in, aren't you?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, always. And this is a film, The Dirty Shame. And what was the phrase? I haven't actually seen it, but the the phrase on the poster it's I filthy. is threatening the very limits of common decency. Yeah, is the yeah. line on the poster? <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, it's not something I want you. You wouldn't something I'd take my mom to or something like that. No. <laughs> now look, we've got to play some more music. Sadly, it's not "Speak of the Devil" by by Chris Isaac. Why are you cringing, Mister Marsley? Oh, look. Because it's the is Ver it Nickelback? We're about to play the Veronicas, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with some of their work. Oh, look. You Can't will get enough. You will be. That'll be the Veronica's when it all falls apart. Here at Get This on Triple M, Chris Isaac and Kenny Dale Johnson are our guests this morning. And Kenny has just asked me off here. Have you heard the new Paris Hilton? I'm assuming that's a single, not a X-rated <laughs> clip that's going around on the internet. Well, yeah, and it's reggae. <laughs> I, I swear. I swear. It's a, it's a reggae beat. And she but must. She, she sound like she sings pretty good. Yeah, but as good as. 
you know anybody else around these days. But yeah, she mastered the form reggae. Yeah, I think so. You know, she's got the dreads now. I think she's <laughs> rocking the dreads and got the you know green and yellow wristbands. You guys got the notepads out looking for pointers. You know, I I just look at it and I go, what's not to like? She's young. She's pretty. She got a record out. There you go. <laughs> you know? Sorted. Well, there's nothing. There's, Sorted. there's nothing new in show business, is there? No, really not. <laughs> like that's basic. Uh, Chris Isaac was on uh, the Andrew Denton program last night, and they cut out the bit where he mentioned his tour. I can't uh, believe that. I don't think Andrew would have done it. I'm just saying, if anybody knows who's got a hold of Andrew, what they've got on him, uh, maybe it's maybe it's some pictures. Some, could it could be videotape? It could be pictures, something like that, and or it could just be some. Qu- kind of chemical or dependency he did host got, and the, i don't think he does it willingly because i'm telling you look at his hand in slow motion well you know what chris we're he, back here in november at the crown and yeah. maybe true. we can look and see if he's made any improvement you're right back in. in november in october and november on an excellent tour and the tickets for this tour go on sale on friday june the 16th and this and, is, it's uh, going to be a better show if people came before it's a lot better show this time is actually court ordered that we get our stuff together <laughs> <laughs> and uh maddie in production if you could just cut that section of the interview out before it goes to <laughs> end. <laughs> Uh, going, going everywhere too. We've got Yarra got Valley, to. Sydney, uh, Wollongong, Canberra, Victoria. Right, Wollongong. Yeah. Wollongong. Wollongong, yeah, baby. We love Wollongong. Oh, it's great. It's great just to say. It exactly. Well, when people always ask me, they go like, "Where are your favorite places to play?" And I, one of the places I say, I go, "Well, I love playing in Australia, Adelaide." And people look at me like, "Really?" I, I we had a great time. You know, a lot of times the towns that aren't the biggest, <laughs> yeah, are, are some of the most fun places to play. We in. You go in the United States, and people go, well, like, you like New York? Well, yeah, that's nice and stuff, but I like, I seriously, one of the best shows we ever had was a town in Fresno, California, which is like a farm town, mm. and we went there because people are out of their minds. It's because, more of an event if you go somewhere like It's yeah. like, hey, they got guitars! <laughs> <laughs> they's fixing the sink, come on! <laughs> But the tour is happening later in the year, and as, as Ed had a great idea, were you saying that before, that... that mm-hmm. uh, Chris and Kenny should have mentioned the tour dates during the crying bit of the interview. Yeah, well, I think Kenny said that. <laughs> we should have been crying. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Denton, I, my dad used to take me and slap me around, and then we'd come every November to, <laughs> to the crown, and then I remember, oh. You've uh, occasionally, if you're watching uh, cable television at an odd time of the evening, you'll see the Chris Isaac show. You actually need a Geiger counter to find it. Don't you? <laughs> Did you even know it was on here? No, I, I, didn't, I never know where where it's on. Any, I have no idea. I never knew it was on. In the, in some, I never watched the show in the States because I, I did the show, and then I'd have to go in and look at the edit of it and right. go through and look at the edit. So once you've done that, you've seen the show. You just haven't seen it aired. Right. You don't know when, what time it airs. But, I mean, if you if I watch, after I did all that work on it and watched the full edit, if I watched it again on TV... I mean, that's kind of cutting into your day. That's the point you've yeah, seen. Exhausting. Your, I've seen myself do this thing four times now. So, what's and it, it about? Oh, never, it's a lot of fun. Excuse me, I've never seen it. It's it's Chris and Kenny and the band, and is it charming coming of age? Pathos, pathos, pathos. Nice. Um, something I think for showing kids that the family and um, and a lot of nudity. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's I mean, filthy, really. Exactly. Yeah. It seems to be a scripted show, but is there elements of reality television dare i say in this there's a lot of baloney in that show <laughs> a lot you know the the writers would bring the script and then they would come to me later on and finally the writer came to me one of the shows he goes hey i recognize one of my lines 
But again, like the videos which you can see on the Best of Chris Isaac DVD, it does just seem to be a parade of hot women. I mean, well, we had one one thing that I'd had every week. I'd have this scene, and this became the bane of my existence because I had this scene. It was called Mona's Cave. Right. And yes. This was this yes. was kind of like this is the woman I went to for advice, and it was at the bottom of this. It's based on a real a true thing. At the bottom of this nightclub in San Francisco that we used to play. They had this nude woman, and she would lay on like kind of a lazy Susan thing that turns around, mm. and she was laid on there and pretend she's swimming, and reflected by a bunch of mirrors, she would re- reflected her image up into the bar into a little fish tank. Wow. Yes. So you sit in the bar, and you look, and you see what looks like a six-inch nude woman swimming in a fish tank, and it's from this woman downstairs. Well, I used to go in between sets, go down there and talk to the nude woman, and mm. she's bored to death. You know, She's like dying for somebody to talk to her, because basically she's down there pretending to swim for an hour. <laughs> And we had that on the TV show, and so every week I'd have to do a scene with Every this. week. Oh, like just... Week after week <laughs> of talking to that nude woman. Everybody goes... And she's... And her, Bobby, Bobby Joe was... She couldn't have been more sweet, more gorgeous. And and you know something? In three years, she never had a pimple on her behind. I just went... <laughs> like, I went, how did you do that? God, what's your secret? But she was so beautiful and everything, but I never really looked at her as, like, sexy because I had... She only had like one-liners, and I had these big dialogues with like you know three hundred, and I had to like spit it out real fast and race around this table as it turns to stay with her, and it was horrible, like horribly hard to do. Finally, we're walking down the street one day, and I look at her, and she's wearing like Levi's and a T-shirt, and she, I see her with clothes on. I go, "No, Bobby, with clothes on, you're hot." <laughs> Well, that is a show where you get to see a close-up look at some people doing what they do, but we have Big Brother in this country. Oh, Would yeah. you guys know what that is? Is that from America? I th- all it, bad things are. Yeah. It bombed over there, actually, Tony. <laughs> really? Yeah. Head lice, Big Brother, all come from America. You know that? <laughs> yeah. Pigeons, all from America. All right. Well, here what we do is we lock a lot of people in a house, and then we put a lie detector on them occasionally. And I'm not sure what sort of technology they were using with that lie detector the other day. We've got to, this is what Gretel has to say, host of the show. Remember, these answers with this detector are considered to be 90% correct, okay? The detector is 90% correct. Okay. I mean, do the police know about this? I mean, why aren't they using <laughs> yeah, the right. wacky light with, you know, green for yes, red for no? They have a lie detector you can buy that you can actually hook up to a phone. Did you know that? <laughs> really? Yeah. So you we can, could put that on our callers. You can hook it. Seriously, you can hook this lie detector onto a phone. It's supposed to show the stress readings. In it, you know, you listen, get somebody to talk for a couple of minutes, and then you get a right answer, wrong answer, and you can tell if they're. Have you tried this? Stressed. But there's still a ten percent margin of error, mm. and I'm sticking with that. I'm sticking with that. <laughs> there's an out. There's always an out. Not admittable in court, my friend. So if people call up our show to say what animal they'd like to steal from the zoo, which yeah. is often what we do on the program, we'd be able to know where the meerkat was. Wait a second. Don't stop for one minute. That's part of your program is what animal you'd like to steal from the zoo. It's a big part, Chris. <laughs> it's heritage radio. It's, <laughs> And, and and how would you cook it? <laughs> oh no, that's next week's show. Yeah, no, that's Iraqi, the Iraqi show, right? <laughs> I don't want to blow the big guns. Remember yet. this when they when they in, in Iraq or something when they first came over, they they took yeah. they ran over they took the zoo over. The people ran into the zoo and took all the animals out to kill them and eat them. Ate them. I sorry, I thought you were talking about radio. I thought you had said they had a breakfast zoo in Iraq. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think they have two funny guys in Iraq. <laughs> Horns going off. And people being bombed when they don't honour their music guarantee. 
But no, look, we do have uh, some clips. I'm sorry to, to involve you in this, but we've just got a bit of business to take care of here. Get this. We have, in case you didn't see Big Brother the other night, they got the housemates uh, hooked up to the lie detector again, and this is what happened. Katie. Yes. Which two housemates do you think will be the first to get it on? Um, oh, Ashley and Jamie. Dino. Yes. Which housemates do you think will end up doing sad nightclub appearances or hosting a hot dogs up late style debacle? Almost everyone. Have you or any of the housemates thought about having a conversation that isn't about yourselves and whether you look hot? No. Ashley. Yes. Tell us something about yourself we wouldn't believe. From coming in this house, I've come a bit more mature. Is that true? No. Claire. Yes. Why don't any of the housemates have even a passing interest in anything that's going on outside the house? You're not allowed to. Galen. No. No, that is your name. No. Look, it's written on your shirt. No. Can you actually read? No. Do you think you're the stupidest person in the house? No. Are you trying to fly under the radar by seeming to be kind of a tool? No. Do you know a second word? Crystal. Yes. Have you ever read a book? Uh, uh, no. Camilla. Yes. Who's been using my foundation and lippy? David. I'll leave it at that. Jamie. Yeah. Do you think you were the winner of the farting competition? Yes. Are you working on any new farts for this week's Up Late? Yes. Do you intend to progress to playing Pull My Finger? No. Why not? I'm not comfortable with everyone yet. That's a $50,000 fine. Get this. It's obviously completely absurd. It's pure art. For Census 1234 on Triple M. Yes, it's Triple M. It's Get This. Chris Isaac is with us. We're talking to him and we're going to give you the chance to interview him. Perhaps do a better job. That'll be next. That'll be ZZ Top with Legs. Here at Get This on Triple M. Chris Isaac and Kenny Dale Johnson have hung in for the whole hour. Uh, did I hear you guys having a conversation about Dexie's Midnight Runners just off here a moment there? Me, sir. <laughs> we can't get enough, frankly. <laughs> I heard you. I can't need to tell you the monkey story on the air. The monkey story. He's. I, I love that. He's going, oh, it might not be classy enough for your program. Well, you say a monkey picks all your music? Yeah, yeah the, I'm afraid so. Tell him about the monkey. It wasn't actually monkeys, wasn't it? It was uh, 
was a chimpanzee. Chimpan- well, they're a little bigger than a monkey. Well, you know, they're strong, right? And so it this, comes into play and this, later on. Yeah, this couple brings a monkey over from, you know, wherever, and, and they've got it in L.A., and then it gets out of hand, so they give it to a, a farm, you know, like... Get the picture, though. It's like, we're going to raise this monkey, li- give it a loving home. Didn't right. know you could bring a monkey back first. But anyway, <laughs> so so they decided to bring the monkey a, a birthday cake, as you do. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, and they they pick- missed the monkey now. Yeah, right. So they go to the farm, they give the monkey a birthday cake, but all these other monkeys are in there, and they get mad. And they jump on the guy. Yes, you would. Mm-hmm, and they bite his face off for right. Yep. And well, here's slower. I like this part. Well, <laughs> here's something that was confounding, Tony. <laughs> confounding. Honey, we brought the monkey a birthday cake. It's oh, it's so lovely. We're part of nature too. Now we're supporting the monkey. And as a, as a thank you, the monkey grabs his testicles <laughs> and pops them right off. Now, I didn't know they were what? modular. Wait, Did what you? Was the sound effect. <laughs> He just popped my testicles off. Boy, he's ungrateful, frankly. But I didn't know they did that. And you were worried that that might bring our show down into the gutter. Yeah. (laughs) Where it lives. (laughs) I guess so. That's that's better than the other monkey story with... With our tour manager, tell him that one. Well, no, you know. How many monkey stories have you guys got? <laughs> We've got monkey stories. Sitting on monkey gold. I'll tell, you that. I'll tell him that one. Okay. i, I got to edit it, but he'll figure it out. Yeah. My manager, the tour manager was out, and he went to like Hong Kong or something. There was a, They had one down the street, and he says, there's a big like chimp stand there. And he goes, wow, a chimp. And he goes, and the guy says, yeah, you can take your picture with the chimp. And it's like, you know, a dollar or something. He says, oh, oh, cool. You know, and he stands next to the chimp, and he's taking the a picture with a chimp. He says, and he looks down. The chimp is all sexually excited. <laughs> That's what chimps and he do. Says, <laughs> he says, and he's going like, take the picture. Let me, you know, I want to be. I'm done. And he says, all of a sudden, the chimp has got his, you know, put his arm around his shoulder, and then his other arm reaches over and takes his hand, and is. Oh, you joking? Taking his hand and pulling it towards his genitalia, and he goes, he goes, and, and Chris, he goes, chimps is really strong. <laughs> I said, there is a horrifying situation. And did it have a happy ending? (laughs) Happy ending, there you go. Remember, we evolved from that. That used to be us. That was pretty much business as usual for us. And they still send letters to each other, I understand. Yeah, they're still in correspondence. That's nice. That sounds like something that could be in a David Lynch film. And Chris, we are movie nerds on this show, so I can't let you go without just telling us something about what it's like working with Lynchy. Uh, David Lynch is like in real life. I'm good friends with him because he's the nicest, mm. like straight ahead guy. He's real straight ahead with his answers. We were on here. Here, give you an example. Like MTV, the whatever the video show in the United States, they're doing an interview with David Lynch and myself, and they ask questions. They're always kind of the same, you know, sexually yes. uh, titillating kind of a question, and they go ha ha, you know. And they said, David, what kind of girl turns you on? You know? <laughs> and and you know, you're waiting. You're going, well, okay, we make some kind of a sexual yeah, yeah, joke yeah. and then they'll ha ha but david just is straight and he goes what kind of girl turns me on well he goes i like uh high-heeled shoes <laughs> red he goes i don't know why but red really turns me on and i like the black stockings that are the chain stitch and he just goes detail <laughs> by detail he goes into it and i go there's nothing there to make a joke about he goes you asked me i told you you can't bring the horns in at that point <laughs> And what uh, exactly was your character in Twin Peaks? You were uh, were you only in the movie? The, I was um, in Firewalk with Desmond. I was a, the the, the Firewalk with me. I was Chet De- Agent Chet Desmond, the FBI mm. guy, and um, I 
I don't still don't know what happens to me in that movie because <laughs> I at one point like I just disappear right. I, and and in the script it's you know I'm reading the script and it's going along and it says this ma- massive blue light explodes and Chet Desmond disappears like into the blue light so the day they're going to shoot this they bring all these lights and set them up and I hear this <laughs> and it blows up and then I had see David talking with this guy and he goes well we'll just have to shoot it some other way. <laughs> <laughs> And it basically, it's like I think they had a big special effect plan for like I was going to, you know, the light was going to go on, but then the light blew up and it was kind of like, well, Chris is just done then. <laughs> we can't afford a take two. It? Well, look, if you've got a question you'd like to ask Chris Isaac, now is your opportunity. I, about music or small engine repair for me? <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, what are you taking? Tile setting. Tile setting yeah. or sexual innuendo? Uh, and uh, can we dovetail it, Tone? What with? Uh, if you've got a monkey story. <laughs> <laughs> A monkey story would be good. Yeah, yeah. Kenny I'd... and Chris can head to their archive yeah. of top monkey stories. And while you're calling us, this is the number to call, one triple three five three. We're going to play something off the best of Chris Isaac, and this is actually a new track that's on the album, I Want You to Want Me. Is that the old cheap trick? That's the old cheap trick. <laughs> we, but we we added, a, we added a blower to it. <laughs> And it's got a, a slant on it's. It's. I think it, I'm singing it higher and louder. Well, let's have a listen to that. One triple three five three. I want you to want me. That's Chris Isaac from a damn fine new best of album, uh, which is out, and it's got a DVD of all the video clips as well. Chris, I would have thought you would have had a best of by now. No, it took. You know, I wanted to get a best of after the second, third album, and um, they kept saying you don't really have that much stuff that's that good. <laughs> You keep trying, son. Well, the great thing is you put it on, and I knew all of these songs, and I hate it when you get a best of, and there's about six or seven you know, and there's about <laughs> four or five more that... Filler. You know, yeah, B-sides. Filler That's a, and it's got uh, Speak of the Devil, which I reckon is my favourite. I wish we just had time for that, especially on 666. But we <laughs> have people waiting with questions for you and possibly monkey stories. So if we got it. <laughs> hey, Andrew. Yeah, hi guys. Hi Chris. Hi Kenny. How you doing? Great, thanks. I think uh, long overdue in getting a best of album out. That's fantastic. But I think one of the ones I'd like to see come out would be a live album. I think um, for all those folks that are looking forward to you coming out in November, it's a, a great opportunity to go and see a great live band with great stories along the way. I think one of the things that... Uh, Is this your manager calling Chris <laughs> by any chance? I don't know. I think one of the best songs I've heard you do that's not an original song of yours is Bonnie B. Which oh, yeah. I'd love to hear that on a live album. Well, if we come out there, if you come see us play, yell it out a few times, and I'll, I'll throw it in at the end. You can bootleg it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Everybody wins. Serious. And uh, one nice thing about having the same guys we played with for 20 years, pe- people go, you know, like, what are they going to play? Well, I don't know exactly. Because we, we can play. If, I, you know, if I'm out there playing, if, if I go, oh, they want to hear more dance stuff, or somebody want, mm. yells out something, we can do it. <laughs> we know a lot of ABBA. <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, well, you know our stuff. Be the Reaper. Yeah. Don't fear the Reaper. With a bit of, of a cowbell. More a cowbell. Extra cowbell. Uh, uh, hello, Pauline. Hi. How you going? Good. How are you? Are you calling from the shower? <laughs> no, no. I'm the hands free, doing the right thing. Sweet. Um, just wanted to know what what acting stuff you got coming up. I've got just about everything I can get my hands on. Um, of you acting, including Ed um, White, the astronaut. Oh my God. One of my favorites. What was you know, that in? What was that? Tom Hanks hired me from that for the that series, The Earth to the Moon, and I played an astronaut. And we we went and we did that thing, and um, it was it was a lot of fun to do. And then it, we actually they gave us like a real astronaut. It was like 
the astronaut suit that I was wearing was like two hundred thousand dollars. It was like really? a re- it's a real suit, and they put us in a capsule that's an exact replica of the capsule, so it's really tiny. And then we're in this in the capsule, and there's supposed to be a fire because we Ed White died in a fire. Right, so they, right. So they started the phony fire, and the thing kind of caught fire, the capsule that we were in, because it was made out of, like, foam and all this stuff, and it was, like, smoking and stuff, and we couldn't get out. And and there was a guy next to me, and the thing was a great big guy, and he was, like, a macho actor. And all of a sudden, when the fire started, you heard, like, this. <laughs> and he, he, I mean, like, he seriously and embarrassingly, he, like, kind of had a freak out and, and, like, just started crying like a baby. And... And uh, we all got out, and we're all standing there, and he just had that. He was just looking at his feet, and I said, man, that was crazy that they put us in there. I go, I thought I was going to die in there. Thank God they got us out. I go, I, I don't know how they, you know, and he was going, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> uh, but it was one of those things you went like, oh, man, never let that happen to me. Don't let them see that part. And I saw that episode, and you've got the uh, astronaut suit with rhinestones encrusted. <laughs> That's it. You know, Very nice. That was my own touch. <laughs> Were you in Silence of the Lambs? Were yes, you? I was. I was the, I was the SWAT cop. That's right, cop. Have you yeah. got that one, Pauline? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and all the and here, how embarrassing is this? All the other SWAT cops in the movie were real SWAT cops. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's true. But and could so, they sing? No, they were all real SWAT cops. So like, I had to give like these gestures, you know, and be the tough guy, and like, okay, follow me, and then do the hand gesture and stuff. And these guys are all like real badasses. And here I am, the singer boy, going like, you know, yeah, follow me, the tough guy. <laughs> this way to Dr. Lecter. Uh, I think we have time Pauline. for one more, Ed, because... Uh, okay, I'm going to go to Michelle then. Michelle, are you there? I'm here. Hi, Hello. Chris. Hi, Kenny. Hi. Hello. I'm a big fan. I've seen you in um, concert quite a few times. My question is, I know you love to surf and you do a fair bit of it um, when you go around the world. Have you tried the Mornington Peninsula down here in Victoria for surfing? We've got some of the best beaches. I'm I'm ready to try. If you'd be willing to to show me kind of where the rocks are, <laughs> I, I can't help you. My next my next door neighbor's quite a good surfer. He goes out every morning, so he can show him. The <laughs> You're missing the point. Yeah, <laughs> haven't you seen that wicked game video? <laughs> that could be you. <laughs> Look, we just start a beach fire. There'll be smoke coming up behind you. <laughs> It'll be like Wicked Game. <laughs> It'll be like the European yeah. version. <laughs> you know, I went surfing last time I was here. I was like, I think Lane Beachley oh, yeah. took took me out, and it was hilarious because, like, here I am. I'm out there, you know. I'm going, oh, I'm worn out, man. It's like, and I hadn't even got the suit on really yet. And and we got out there in the water, and there was a bunch of local guys, like, just oh, yeah. tear, tearing it up. And all of a sudden, she paddled out in the middle, and and all these guys stopped and looked like, who is that girl? <laughs> <laughs> It was fun to watch. Look, uh, Chris, we could sit here talking to you for the entire morning, and uh, we have callers queued up to basically offer you surfing dates and uh, underwear. Speak of the devil, baby. (laughs) But I'm afraid a proper radio program is waiting to come in. Thank you for coming in, guys. Thanks for having us, man. Always fun. Thanks for sharing the monkey stories with us. And Chris Isaacs, uh, Best of Chris Isaacs, CD and DVD, is out now. You've got to have a look at that. He's going to be coming back with Kenny and the whole Silvertone crew. Everyone's going to be on board? Absolutely. That's going to be October, November. Tickets for that go on sale from Friday, June 16th. And if anybody knows what happened to the real Denton... <laughs> yeah. and write us in. Is it drugs? Is it mind control? We don't know. Is it pod hosting the program? Uh, and of course, uh, if you're in Melbourne this afternoon from 1 yeah. to 2.30, Kenny and Chris are going to be doing their thing down at JB Hi-Fi 206 Burke Street. What can people expect there? Um, it'll probably be, uh, we do a thing where we take gasoline and we actually throw it on the crowd. Like no, it. we can't do that anymore. Uh-huh. 
Why not? It was fun. Well, they, they wouldn't give us visas if we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess then we'll play music and talk. All right. Well, if you're in Melbourne, go and check that out. Thanks for coming in, guys. And I think our key phrase today was, the monkey grabbed his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be back tomorrow with Rob Sitch. Oh, yeah. And it's all thanks to Census. It's Census. One, two, three, four. <laughs>